you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode number 287. Wow. Can you believe it? What we got this week? We got uh, National Hunting and Fishing Day. Sister Barbara Bear is going to tell us about that. I thought I was hacked. GRPC next week in Orlando. The cigar of the week is called the Obsidian. Yeah, I got a little thing about relationships. I'm up on the front porch, chilling like a villain. There's a new independent film that you got to support for all right to keep and bear arms people. And I talked to Nova Armament about the stagecoach shotgun from Century Arms. All this and a little bit more coming up next on your fave righteous podcast, The Urban Shooter. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly program variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Your friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. It's a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. Hey, welcome back. Hey, if this is your first time, this is the Pro Gun Variety Show. I'm talking about guns, about Americana. We got some music. We got some comedy. We just got me being silly down here under the washer and the dryer, which is silent right now because it's just me and the dog. The family has gone to visit my son. His last year in college, he's a senior, and there's a big homecoming down there. And I had to stay home. We had our last night of revival, and I'm plum tuckered out, but I'm about to go out on the porch and chill. Can you go with me? Well, sure you can. Looking forward to it. Don't forget, if you want to contact me, you can. It's real easy. My number is 888-675-0202. That's toll free. Leave a voicemail. If you're like Jennifer and you got a special event coming up, you can leave a message and then we can share it for everybody that listens to. That's uh, in jennifershead.com. She's a uh, Helping with a fundraiser for prostate cancer. Yeah. I'm going to have a link to that on the show notes. Where is the show notes? You can find the show notes on KenNBlanchard.com. And if you can't remember that, BlackManWithAGun.com. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll find it. The show notes for episode number 287. It'll be there. Speaking of my site, I thought I was hacked this week. I heard that GoDaddy was done in by Anonymous, and then I heard that GoDaddy said it wasn't Anonymous, it was a DNS server, and I don't know what that is, but I know it's messed up because I was on GoDaddy, and I couldn't figure it out. I thought, what happened? All my posts were gone. All my pages were gone. And I said, wow, I'm done. But I wasn't totally sad. I thought, Still got the podcast, just not the notes, just not all the pages. And there's like 800 or some post I got on the website. 800, yeah. You've only probably read like three. I know. It's not a, the most popular website in the world. Not like the podcast. The podcast gets distributed, baby. Folks not reading like they used to. Not that I got a whole lot to say. But hey, if you want to check out the show notes, you'll get some extra stuff. Um, I got a video this week from Nova Armament 
And uh, we talk about a stagecoach gun. It's going to bring that. Sometimes you're going to get stuff that you'll, you'll hear it here and you're going to see it on the website. How about that? One cool thing that happened this week, I got um, some honorable mention for my podcasting tips and social media examiner. It's like five um, or four really, really well-known podcasters and bloggers got highlighted and I was in that mix. That was nice. I can't wait to check the stats to see if anything changed. But if you're a new listener from that, Thank you. Give me a shout out. Let me know how it goes. My email is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And I've been trying to crank out just little podcast tips every now and then on Twitter. Everybody probably don't care, but I'm sharing stuff now. I mean, it's like, what good does it do me to encompass knowledge or wisdom or learn some stuff and not share it with my fellow man? That's kind of what I'm, I'm working right now. Tell me how you doing anyway. I had a crazy week. I had lost a friend. Um, she had been missing for probably about two and a half years, fishing buddy. When I first started fishing with these old guys, there was one lady with us, um, a retired postal worker. She outfished us all, all the time. Nobody said anything. It's kind of like she, she stood next to me on the boat. But I used to watch her fish with two rods, catching double fish, Four at a time, pulling them in, and, you know, we just, on a good time, we had one coming in at a time, and she was rocking it. But then she played tennis more than she fished, so she couldn't wait to retire, and then when she retired, she was like almost a semi-pro um, tennis player. So we thought she just traded the fishing rod for the tennis racket and had chose, you know, to do that more. Plus, it was like an all-boys thing on a boat, and, it was kind of awkward, even though she was an excellent fisherman. Well, that wasn't the case. She actually had cancer, and she kept it from us. And I didn't know it until that last fishing trip we were on. When we were talking about her, like how we missed her, and the captain said she used to bring um, him a snack every once in a while because she could bake. And I was like, yeah, maybe she just got tired of things, had no idea she had cancer, and she succumbed to it that day while I was fishing, and I found out um, soon after that. can't remember when it was, but the funeral was just the other day. Yeah. Times, man. Makes you appreciate life. That's why I'm looking so much forward to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, and not even for the free books or the... Um, the lectures, the, everybody is going to talk. Um, they'll probably pull me to do the invocation. And then I'm on a panel on the last day on Sunday, probably close the thing out. Some minority thing they'll throw up there at the last minute. But I'm going to meet you. I'm hoping that you can... Hang out with me just for a little while. If not dinner, breakfast, something. Because I'm going to go there on Friday. I should be there before dinner. I'm going to be mingering. What's the word? Libering, mingering, mingering, lingering, malagering, loitering. I'm going to be somewhere hanging out in the lobby. And uh, 
I might even find a room, just make it my party room, if not the pool itself, and just hang out. So you can check out the Gun Rights Policy Conference and then find me because I probably won't be in there most of the time. So we need a break. Come hang out with your brother. I'm going to be interviewing you. I want to have, I want to set up maybe my new recorder and talk to you about what you do for the gun rights world. And you'll be an upcoming person on the show. I get like five or six of you guys on the mic. Be pretty cool. How about that? How about we get started with episode number 287 and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Hey, you know what? It's autumn. I mean, the time is changing tomorrow. Officially autumn's the fall and the crickets are in full bloom. I got like 200 crickets in my basement. I got the regular brown field crickets and I got these creepy looking camelback crickets look like spiders themselves. And crickets are nasty, man. They eat anything. You know, like if you squish one and you don't pick it up and in the morning you come back, it'll be gone. Another cricket probably ate it. That's how they roll. It's nasty. But I fixed them. I went and got me some of that home defense spray. I'm toxic up like a mug up in here. Everybody was choking. Dog was coughing. I was coughing. Nothing's going to live down here in this basement. Hey, wait a minute. That don't sound right. Well, we'll let John Wayne back in here and get us started with the Pledge of Allegiance. And episode number 287 shall begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I want to give a quick shout out to Doug out of Taylor, Michigan. Doug makes some really cool stuff. Um, kind of makes your firearms more tactical. Does some custom gunsmithing, slide serrations, trigger work, sight installs, stippling. He really like adds the tactical to your tools. So does a man have a website I can send you to? Nope, but if you're interested, give me a note. Send me a note. And I'll send you his information. He's out of Detroit. He can he can hook your Glock up or uh, 1911. He got some skills, that Doug. Hey, if you're going to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, send me an email so I can like maybe take a head count. Yeah, that'll work. Blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. We got a week. And then next week, I probably won't broadcast the podcast 288 until the Saturday or Sunday afterwards while I'm waiting in my room or if I'm sleeping at all, I might do it then just to tell you what's going on. How about them apples? Barbara, what you got for us this week? Hey, Urban Shooter. Saturday, September 22nd, will be celebrated throughout our land as National Hunting and Fishing Day. I'm sure you've seen ads and news about all the wonderful opportunities to get outside this weekend to fish or hunt or to learn skills that will enhance your experiences as either an angler or hunter. 
National Hunting and Fishing Day began in 1972 in May when President Richard Nixon signed the first proclamation and said, I urge all citizens to join with outdoor sportsmen in the wise use of our natural resources and in ensuring their proper management for the benefit of future generations. Throughout the years, National Hunting and Fishing Day boasted many more public relations successes, assisted by celebrities who volunteered to help spotlight the conservation accomplishments of sportsmen and women in our country. Honorary chairs have included George Bush, Tom Seaver, Hank Williams Jr., Arnold Palmer, Terry Bradshaw, George Brett, Robert Urich, Ward Burton, Louise Mandrell, Travis Tritt, Tracy Bird, Jeff Foxworthy, Michael Waddell, T. Boone Pickens, and the entire USA shooting team. National Hunting and Fishing Day, celebrated the fourth Saturday of every September, remains the most effective grassroots efforts ever taken to promote the outdoor sports and conservation. So if you feel like you need an excuse to go fishing or hunting this Saturday, remember, it's a national day that celebrates it. So visit www.nhfday.org to find an event near you. And of course, 24-7, 365 days a year, you may read about women who hunt, fish, shoot, and participate in other outdoor activities over at womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, Ken. Hey, you're welcome, Barbara. This next section is not really gun-related. It's more people-related. I had a real interesting week. I got a chance to talk to more than one brother about marriage, about life, and just thought I'd share what happened, if that's okay. This portion of the show is dedicated to all those of freedomsnetwork.org. Back in the 70s, there was a pseudo-scientific fad where everyone was into numerology, astrology, and something called biorhythms. Mood rings were popular. Charting this biorhythm thing for personal use was really popular in video arcades and amusement areas that provided these charts that you could start off by putting in your date of birth. Now, biorhythm programs were really common back in the early PC days. And there's calculators that predict mathematically what will be your highs, your lows, or your median for intellectual, physical, and even spiritual peak days. And I half believe it. I think it's more what you feed your body, both intellectually, both food-wise, and spiritually. None of that mumbo-jumbo helps in relationships, though. Marriage, my brothers, is more give and take. Our habits affect us. Our environment infects us. Not infects us, but affects us. Yeah, it works. The people we hang around affects us. I say this as a baseline to remind you that no person is an island onto themselves. Look for the good when you're shown the bad. Remember the positives when you need to respond. I'm talking about when you're in a personal relationship, so you're talking with your spouse. Look for those hidden gems when they're hurting you. See, it's more than, more than biorhythmic. It's more than being a habit. Habits, good and bad, can be broken, and we are more than a sum of our parts. Having a good day at the range, for example, is often the result of our state before we compete to shoot. Tell the truth. See, I don't believe in luck. 
A good marriage, for example, is not luck, but love. It has to be a higher form of love than you would give anything. Or you won't make it. It has to be higher than your love of wealth, success, friends, family, or a good meal. Love has to keep you when you don't feel lovable. Love has to keep you when you're out of your biorhythm. Love has to keep you when you are disagreeable. So you can't really change partners when they let you down or, or piss you off because they will fall short on you, just like you do to them. You don't quit shooting if you don't win the Ipsic match, do you? No, you chalk it up to being a bad day. And it's usually really not the day. It's us. It's more of our lack of preparation, a lack of practice, a lack of sleep, a lack of knowledge, a skill, etc. If you're having a bad day in your marriage, it's the same thing. It's us. See, the two people are rarely in sync, if you want to tell the truth. You got two people growing up together that started at different intervals. It pretty much looks like a biorhythmic chart if you wanted to plot it out. Sometimes the waves match, sometimes they don't. You have to just understand that people aren't static. We have issues. Our issues have issues. And to succeed, though you want to win at all costs, you got to make sure that your failure is not your option. You got to believe that you're as inseparable as salt water and then just agree to work it out no matter what. Now, there are some circumstances where you shouldn't work it out, but we can survive almost anything. There will be times, brothers, when you don't agree, you don't match. You might not even like the person that you're married to at the moment. Please understand that that is normal. But the difference is that you still love them and will work through whatever is rocking the boat right now. See, there's no perfect people, so there's no perfect marriages. Every couple will have highs and lows and get out of rhythm. You can get closer into sync if you understand that. And give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them a mulligan when needed. Now, I know who this is for. Sometimes, you know, the married guys are like, hey, he ain't talking to me. And that's cool. And the single guys are like, hey, he ain't talking to me. But file this away in your memory banks. When you find that special someone that you want to live with for a long, long time, the honeymoon will end someday. And they're going to get on your last nerve. Then pull up this part right here. None of us has it all together. At best, we are jars of clay. We're collectively full of all kinds of stuff. That's what my dad would say. We're just full of it. And if you're okay now in your marriage, in your relationship, a decade from now, something's going to come up. Something that you hadn't prepared for, weren't ready for, that the world hadn't even invented yet, but it's going to cause an issue between you two. Remember my words. Remember you should be more of a treasure hunter than a fault finder. Why does this matter to a gun guy or a gun lady? Because you're a member of my family. You listen to the Urban Shooter podcast. You listen to my voice once a week. You email me, you write me, you call me. You're in my life. I know from experience that if you're not happy at home, that thread's going to get unraveled somewhere else. And you're going to cope somehow. 
and is usually not pretty because it destroys you slowly. I want you to be whole. I want you to be okay. That's why I'm giving these little bit of tidbits here about marriage. That's why. Because I love you. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. How about some mushy music? If you had not had fallen, then I would not have found you. Angel flying too close to the ground. Patched up your broken wing and hung around a while. Trying to keep your spirits up and your fever down. Angel 
AKs, handguns, shotguns, and cool airsoft stuff. NovaArmament.com I got a great new gun shop for you to visit in Northern Virginia. It's called Nova Armament. Located in Herndon on 795 Center Street, Suite 4A. NovaArmament.com The place is nice. The guys are great. NovaArmament.com Check them out this Saturday and say hi to Malcolm, Cameron, TJ, Chris, or Wade for me. NovaArmament.com All right, let me tell you what happens. Every time the fall comes out, I have two pairs of cowboy boots that I absolutely love and I can't wait to wear them. And I got a new hat. It's a big old wide brim cowboy hat. It's like a chocolate colored big old um, Charlie Daniels looking joint. And if I put that thing on, the country music just comes. I, I don't know. I think it just comes out of the hat. So blame the hat. Don't bl- don't blame me. All right, Malcolm. Welcome Take back. Care. Hey, how are you, Ken? What do we got? Well, what we have here is a Century Arms coach gun. Century Arms is an importer based out of Vermont, and this is a coach gun that they are importing from China. And uh, these are being used by a lot of the cowboy action shooters, people like that. It's a very traditional design. It's 12-gauge, but it's also available in 20. Uh, breaks open, two rounds, and then you have your hammers. And like all the traditional designs, front trigger does the right barrel, rear trigger does the left barrel. It's also got thumb safety on it. Uh, also comes with sling swivels. And a uh, nice gun, very traditional also makes a nice home defense gun in that it's very simple to use, very simple to load, and if you ever need it, all you have to do is cock the hammer back. Uh, not very complicated, something nice for, you know, in a high-stress, high-adrenaline uh, high situation. Can you lock this one, per se? Is it a traditional way to lock it, other than the safety? Um, it doesn't have any kind of a lock on it, but... Uh, we have cable locks here. Cable locks will still work on this. Yeah. If, uh, if somebody came in and wanted that, you could take a cable lock and run it through here so that they couldn't close it. That way, you know, if you have children in the house and you're worried about them getting inquisitive, you know, besides teaching them proper gun safety, you could lock it up so that if they didn't listen, you wouldn't have to worry about a tragedy occurring. Tell me about this traditional double trigger. Um... Well, early on, uh, double shotguns were made with two triggers, one trigger activating each lock. Uh, 
Later, gunsmiths started doing single triggers where you have one trigger. When you fire one barrel, the recoil would reset the trigger, and then when you pulled it again, it would fire the second barrel. But this is a more traditional way. Can you actually fire two at the same time or no? You could, but the recoil really isn't pleasant. <laughs> Enough said. I've had that happen. <laughs> All right, Malcolm. Thanks very much. You're welcome. All right. I'm using my new Tascam recorder, and I can tell I jacked that thing up. So forgive me for having that mono and that crazy sound in your right ear. I will fix it in the future. You can see the video, though. At, uh, on the show notes for 287. Smoke them if you got them. Cigar of the week. All right, for this week's cigar of the week, I have the Obsidian. That's O B S I D I A N. Obsidian. It's um, it's a Maduro. It's a Nicaraguan. I absolutely love this thing. This is a double perfecto. It has the tapered ends at both ends, and I bought a box of these things. Now I'm gonna tell you about this Obsidian. It's um, it's smooth. It doesn't leave a bad residue in your mouth. Um, it burns really good. It smokes really good, and it makes me want to smoke it. Ain't that weird? I've smoked maybe ten different cigars this year in, the t- in my testing of them, um, and some have been unmemorable. Some have been raw. Some just make me feel like I'm full of um, I'm in a cloud of smoke. This one just suited me just right. And I think there's probably a cigar just like that for you. They're not all equal. And the cigar thing is um, can't get a light right now. There we go. The cigar thing is um, interesting because I'm actually going to smoke in your presence. If that's okay. Okay, got one lit. Got my microphones on. And uh, we're, we're chilling on the porch again. Yeah, this thing smokes like really good. Cigar smoking. I had no idea when I started this that there were so many things to it. That the way you clip your cigar, whether you punch it, or guillotine cut it or um, do the unspeakable like bite off the ends mattered. I did know that how you light your cigar matters. The preferred way is with a blue flame or a wooden match after the um, the sulfur has burned I believe. You want to make sure you don't get into your tobacco. All that stuff flavors everything. Uh, butane, I think, has an aftertaste or something. They talk, they talk about that. How it's rolled, how it's um, created matters. 
the aging of one matters. If you get one that's really, really young, has a different flavor. That is a weird sounding bird. I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. But again, live from the porch. I'm trying something out new. Why am I even talking about cigars on the Urban Shooter Podcast? Well, that's a good question. The Urban Shooter Podcast is more than just about guns. It's about the people behind the guns. It's about things of interest, things that I'm learning. It's my journey as a 50-year-old brother learning some stuff. And I'm sharing it all with you. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't try to preach to you. I share stuff. Like, for example, my thing about marriage. I had to learn all that stuff on my own the hard way. I'm hoping you don't have to learn it through experience. You can actually get it from me and say, yeah, okay. And that comes up. I won't let it happen. I'll work on it. Communication is still the magic thing in the, in the world. You can, you can get almost anything you want if you can communicate. Yeah, I was talking and cigar went out, so I had to relight. But we're trying it. We got the uh, we got the microphones open. So hopefully you get a little ambiance. As I enjoy my obsidian cigar. I got it from Cigar International magazine. It's um cigarinternational.com. Has like a boatload of cigars and they're inexp- they're they're cheaper than the stores. A little tip there. And you get a chance to read about them as well. Yeah, I know smoking is bad for you. It's hazardous to your health. So, if cigar is not your thing, no big deal. But at least you know. At least if somebody says, hey man, you want to go to a cigar bar with me? Or um, you thought about it for a minute and said, what's the big deal about cigars? At least you'll know that... It's an art to the thing. I mean, they're not all created equal. Some people actually enjoy them. You know, use them, use them for birthdays and especially events. Or me, doing my fortunes of solitude times, like right now. And that's the cigar of the week, the episode. All right, just the other week. I got a chance to go to the Cirque du Soleil. It's a French freak show. It's kind of a weird circus. They kind of have, I guess, different theme ones. This one was called Totem. And it was a beautiful sunny day when we arrived in the big tent. We parked early, got close, and uh, went inside the big tent. It's like maybe four or five tents tied together. Big jokers, real thick blue stuff, old school. And it's dark in there. And this is some bizarre looking crap. Anyway, walked into the tent and the first thing I noticed was there was just no way out, no lights. You couldn't tell what day it was when you're in there. And I had picked a seat that was pretty close to the exit on purpose. Luckily, we got that. And we're sitting in there 
and I watch the um, person that does the spotlight climb up this long, tall ladder up to the top, and they buckle themselves in, they get the spotlights together, and then all of a sudden, I saw that person unhook themselves and climb back down and disappear into the crowd. I thought, okay, what's going on? My wife is still sitting there, and everybody's oblivious, and we're talking, and there's a Spanish couple next to me, and the daughter is translating for the aunt, and the aunt's talking to the grandmother, and it was just a happy time, and I was all in their conversation, and then I listened to I thought was the wind started to howl and I could tell that the tent was moving and there was also lights on the stage to look like water. So my wife said, wow, that thing sounds real. And I said, I don't think that's a special effect. I think that's a real storm. She goes, oh, don't come up with me. That stuff. That's, um, that's special effects. That's happening in here. Will you just calm down and stop being Mr. Security? And I said, no, I think something's wrong. That guy came off the scaffolding. She goes, really? And I go, yeah, really. No, it's not. Just relax. Stop doing everything. And I said, if I have to grab your hand, we're going to get out of here really quick. She says, please, not today. Well, in less than five minutes, that little spider sense was tingling again, so I grabbed my cell phone. And I clicked on looking for the weather channel. There was no signal, of course. When it finally came on, it did say tornado warning and bright red letters was blinking across the screen. A second later, I saw a fire marshal, a fire department person, walking and talking with the ushers. And my wife saw it and says, oh, something's wrong. And I says, we about to evacuate. She was like, oh, wow. Well, just like on cue, the ushers said, we have a tornado warning in the area. You guys are going to have to get out of the tent at this time. Please walk in an orderly manner. And I don't know about them folks that had the front row seats because they was deep. But we were out. And as soon as we got to the opening, what used to be a sunny day was now a scene from Wizard of Oz. Um, there was some 70-mile-hour winds out there. And we got drenched. And folks were falling down and getting rolled over. And there was water everywhere and you couldn't hardly see. I mean, umbrellas were useless. A couple of the tops of the tents had toppled over on, on the distance and luckily we got down without a hitch and I couldn't find my car because I couldn't see it actually. And we got, we made it to the car and my wife was, she looked like she had on a negligee. Everything was, it was a wet t-shirt contest for like thousands of people. And people were screaming, and it was an orderly chaos. We actually got out of there. But it brings my attention to just prepping for emergencies. And how do you handle stuff in your household? Question of the week. Our question of the week this week is, are you considered a kook, a prepper, a gun nut, or extremist in your household because of your emergency preparedness? For the Urban Shooter Podcast, my question is, have you practiced evacuation or discussed emergency preparedness with your significant other? Are they on board with you? Here's what the family said on Facebook on Ken Blanchard. Mark says, let me tell you something, Pastor Ken. My mom hate that I, or hated that I bought a gun. 
Then she watched the news and a show on white supremacists. Now, when I go downtown with her, she asked if I'm packing. And like the Bible says, trading your garment for a sword, indeed. David L. says, tornadoes, power outages, floods, snowstorms, being able to survive two to three weeks until the bad stuff ends? You betcha. Lloyd says, I got the eyes rolling the first time I mentioned prepping. I think some of the TV shows on prepping for helping her realize that it's best to have a plan than no plan at all. And then he says that she was kind of bent when he first got his first pistol. But now she wants to know if his brothers, Smith and Wesson, are ready when they need them. It's quite a change from a few years ago. Dexter says he's a member of the Fairfax County CERT volunteers. That pretty much defines Prepper. John M. says, yes, I have prepared as much as I can. Having grab-and-go survival as my business has has helped me as well. I do what I do to protect, prepare, and have success for my family. Aaron says, I haven't really brought it up with anyone, but then again, I have no spouse or kids, so it's not much of an issue. But I do have two schools of thought on this. One, be confident and have a I-don't-care-what-anybody-thinks-about-my-prep-activities attitude. And two, downplay the doomsday talk and talk about how having food, water, emergency heating, cooking, lighting are just smart things to do in the event of any sort of a catastrophe. Good stuff. And P.S. in the world of prep, Cope Reynolds is a tremendous source of sage advice. Miguel says he lives in Miami. You either prep for hurricanes or you have a nasty post-hurricane vacation. Ben C. says, He gets flack from his family all the time. His wife is pissed. No, his wife is okay with storing food, but she gets pissed off at him for not wanting to go to malls or theaters because I can't carry there. My son wants to know why I have to take my gun when I go to visit in Arizona. He says, it's not like you're going to the hood or anything, like criminals won't rob you in a good neighborhood. The more I press for plans to get out of Dodge, the more crazy they think I am. We are surrounded by three nuclear reactors, I really think we need to know a safe way out of here. And Mr. New York says, yeah, everyone thinks it's strange until you need it. Nowadays, I'd say you're being irresponsible if you're not making some preparations along those lines. And then he gives a a link to a holster that he thought was pretty cool. And Colonel Joe says, not in his household, just by my neighbors. See who they come to run into when the stuff hits the fan. And Ben says he's depending on the preppers to be prepped so I can get his stuff there, so he can get their stuff. And I got a couple of links for folks who want to share some stuff. Father Daniel says, I'm considered a gun nut and a racist. When I say there will be riots, Brother Ken, I'm not referring to race riots, but to economic riots and food riots. And you are so right, Brother. I just hope it doesn't come in order on our watch. Leroy says, well, currently Ken, I live alone and have no significant other, but he's searching. A few of his peers think he's crazy for prepping, but when I explain things, they begin to see the light, I believe. Joe says, I live alone, but... For a while, my friends thought I was an activist on preparation and firearms. After surviving a few disasters with me, 
they've grown to understand and appreciate. All right, can't be. Seems like you guys got it all together. But this is just the guys. Any ladies out there? Prep for bad times. Let me know. Send me an email. Give me a call. Share it here on the Urban Shooter Podcast. All right. Did I tell you I thought I was getting hacked, right? Well, actually, it was a mistake on WordPress. WordPress had a glitch, and I called GoDaddy.com, and after about 15, 20 minutes, they did some troubleshooting and said, nope, you didn't get hacked. You had a hiccup in your WordPress, and they clicked a few buttons and did some stuff on the back end, and poof, bam, zing, all my stuff was back. And uh, I was really happy, so I quickly backed up all my stuff and prayed and said, you know, one day the boogeyman will get me. But until that day, blackmanwithagun.com is still alive and kicking. I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of folks that are not sponsors, but friends of the Urban Shooter Podcast. You got buyerbarrels.com, gabrielproductsinc.com, Tacticord, who is a sponsor, Paracord USA. Hope you're doing all right up there, buddy. And don't forget crossbreedholsters.com. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty, and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at crossbreedholsters.com. There's a new film I wanted to talk to you about. It's an independent film for the right to keep and bear arms. It shows that California is on the front line in the civil rights battle between public safety and the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment Foundation and Cal Guns Foundation have each contributed, contributed, Contributed. They gave up like five grand, y'all, to get this project off the ground. And your help is needed to help fund it, to get it through the next level. So if you could go to kickstarter.com and look for assaulted. Not like salted peanuts, but like assault weapons. Assaulted. There we go. And um, and help get the word out. Check out the link on Urban Shooter Podcast, Assaulted. It's by Dead Patriot Films, and I hope to talk to my man Chris in the next coming episode. Talk more about this movie, but until then, you can check out the details at assaultedfilm.com. Assaulted, civil rights under fire. Please help a brother out. Help get the word out. This show is a member of the Freedoms Network, a community of patriots, podcasters, and bloggers freedomsnetwork.org join the family all right that's the good old whistle that means it is time to go i want to thank you for joining me again this week if there's anything i can do for you please contact me if you're coming going to the gun rights policy conference in orlando florida send me a note so i can make reservations or at least pull out a chair so we can make some ruckus make some noise down in orlando at the hotel I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Make sure you check out that independent film. Take a visit to BlanchardMediaGroup.com. 
I got another site. Yeah, I do. Um, Cigar of the Week was the Obsidian. I want to thank Barbara for her contribution this week. InJennifer'sHead.com. She's trying to raise awareness for prostate cancer, I do believe. And uh, check out that. She's doing a fundraiser. She's working with others that are doing a fundraiser. NovaArmament.com. Thank you so much for your support. Check out that Stagecoach Shotgun, the video. You'll find that on the show notes for this episode. Gabriel Products, Tacticord, Buyer Barrels, Garrett Industries, all my friends at the freedomsnetwork.org and those that aren't there yet. Thank you for being a part of my life. Now, I know I sung a song already once, killed it probably for some, but it's been a mystical, magical, up and down roller coaster kind of week for your brother. And this one just kind of sung to me, so you're going to get two for one on this one. Until next week, remember, you're responsible for what you do, unless you're a celebrity. Until next week, shalom, baby. Don't wish it away, don't look at it. Like it is forever Between you and me I can honestly say That things can only get better And while I'm away Dust out the demons inside And it won't be long for you and me run to the place in our hearts where we hide and I guess that's why they call it the blues time on my hands could be time spent with you laughing like children living like lovers Rolling like thunder under the covers And I guess that's why they call it the blues Just stare in the space and picture my face in your hands Live for each second Without hesitation And never forget I'm your man Wait on me girl Cry in the night if it hurts But more than ever I simply love you More than I love Life itself And I guess that's why they call it the blues Time on my hands could be time spent with you Laughing like children, living like lovers Rolling like thunder under the covers 
And I guess that's why they call it the Like children, living like lovers, rolling like thunder under the covers. And I guess that's why they call it the blue. Laughing like children, living like lovers. And I guess that's why they call it the blue. Laughing like children. Living like lovers, and I guess that's why they call it the blue. Laughing like children, living like lovers, and I guess that's why they call it the blue. It's never been easier to find guns for sale online. Go to gunspec.com, the new shopping engine for firearms, parts, and accessories. Shop multiple gun retailers at once. Find deals and search for the guns you want like never before. Gunspec.com. Add us on Twitter at G U N S P E C.